0: Some days, I just want to have conversations with women like me or young girls like the one I used to be. Women who understand, hopefully the same way that I do in almost all the same ways, you know. Sometimes I feel the weight get heavier than I'm willing to handle and would like a place to go. A place where even though my voice shakes, it's okay to speak without fear of being labelled the victim or being reduced to the pain as my identity. If you, like me, just want to know that you're not alone, then you've come to the right spot. Hi, my name is Tumishe, and you're welcome to the Leaning Our Girls podcast.
1: Hey there. Welcome to
0: today's episode. Allow me to start by saying that I'm holding out hope that September will be kind to you and yours, that irrespective of, you know, how the past months have been for you, good or otherwise, that this, this will truly be a month that you experience. Um, goodness, grace, and, you know, everything nice, really. There's not a single day that I'm not grateful for every one of you, who listen who keep pushing, even when it's extremely difficult to. I hope you're proud of you and the fact that you're still here and you're still trying. I have to be honest and say I'm a little anxious about today's episode. I fear it might get too intense and that I might be tempted to tap out But the grace and courage with which my guest today offers to speak our truth is nothing short of inspiring. My strength comes from knowing that these stories that we share are proof that we went to war and won. There are scars that show that we survived and a constant reminder to us that we're never alone. My guest today is Olubukala Bakari. She's a remarkable woman who I had the privilege of meeting sometime last year. And she she has gracefully agreed to do this. Olubukola is an entrepreneur and a mom of two, and today she will be sharing a story as we discuss domestic violence tied to as one of the programs tied to cultural beliefs in this part of the world that affect women. Let me just start by saying that this could get really triggering. This could be a really triggering episode for you, whoever you are listening. So please, if it gets too much. It took it about and take some time to recenter itself. Take as much time as you need, actually. I'm sorry it hurts. I'm sending you so much love and warmth, and I hope the light gets in and it starts to feel better. You're never alone. Alright then. Ibukola. Okay, so I popped in, he gave me a ride, right, and he dropped me right there in front of my house.
2: But before he dropped me, on the way, along the way, we're, you know, talking, but we're, we're discussing about everything. He asked me about my school, my course, and all that. Then he was working. He was a working class man, but I was still in school.
1: Okay. So,
2: we're just talking generally and all that. So, when I got down, he gave me his card. We exchanged numbers. And that was all. So, he left like, a week after, after he dropped me in front of my house, he called back, was like was the one that picked him because I already Okay. The week after he called me and, you know, he started dating, you know, started seeing each other. I go to his house for weekends, you know, we travel together at times, you know, that was how everything started. So I I started dating him. Then he was a possessive man, like, he was always, you know, always after me. He doesn't want me to, to, have anything to do with other men? Like he was always, you know, trying to control me. He was controlling from the from the onset. Like, fine, I knew other men before I met him. I had classmates. I have female friend, friends. Like, all of a sudden, he just wanted me to cut off from everybody. Like, he didn't want me to have anything to do with them again. Okay. Fine, I I listened to him because I was really really into him. We loved each other. I. Let me say, I loved him. I don't know if you know he loves him right back, <laughs> but I loved him like, I really loved him. He was caring, It was everything like, he would drop me at the lecture room, pick me up again, you know, he was just always there for me. So that was how everything started. So, on the long run, I I got pregnant, I got pregnant with my, my first son. So I was like, no, 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 this is not going to happen. Like, I actually wanted to terminate the pregnancy. I won't lie to you. It was fine. I was still in school. I was not done with education and all that. So my intention was to terminate it. I told him, I told him when I told him about it, I was like, no, 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 that I shouldn't, he begged, he pleaded, he did everything that, what to I want, so he's going to provide everything I want, but I was like, and me, I was actually concerned about my, my studies, and my parents, my, and my dad, because my mom is late, so I was like, hey, my dad is going to kill me, like, out of four children, four female children, I'm the only one that has done this, my sisters never did something like this, I know that I was just like mm. crying, he was pleading, he was begging me, like, I knew what I could do if I, you know, if I really wanted to terminate it, I would have done that, but, you know, it was very continuous, so I was, I was like, I was I told him that I wanted to terminate it, my father was going to kill me, my street father, that, I I was, I was just scared, mainly because of my dad, that was the reason why yeah. I said I was going to terminate because it was not quite long that I lost my mom, so I know my father would be devastated, like, be so 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 angry with me. That why why did I do this? Is it because my mom is late and all that. So I was just trying to. but well, he pleaded. It was like whatever happens, we're going to face it. Then he had a good job. He was working. He was earning well. You know. So but like. We'll face it once and for all, like I should just leave it. And nothing is going to happen. He's going to tell his people, he'll come to see my dad and that's it. I'm not too young. Then I was twenty-five years. He said I'm not too young. I'm not I'm sorry,
0: how old was right he? Now. How old how old was he at this time? He was thirty two. Okay.
2: okay. He was
0: yes. The age difference was is seven years. It okay. was
2: thirty two. I was twenty-five. It was like nothing is going to happen. We'll face it. My dad will eventually agree, blah, 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 and all that. So I decided to leave it. I decided to keep pregnancy and and leave it. So that was how everything started. So he took me home. Before I even told my dad, he already took me home. He took me home to meet his mom. I met his sister, and we were like assuring me that there's no problem, that everything will be fine, that they will come. Then my dad had not known. Decided to see, they, they would come to Ibadan to see my dad, because they are in Lagos, parents are in Lagos. So they agreed in coming to Ibadan to see my dad, blah, 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 and all that stuff. Then before they come to see my dad, they told me that I should look for a way to let him know. I should you know, tell someone and tell him to let him know before they come. I said, that's fine. So later, I had to tell my aunt, my mom's sister, so... She came here, she told my dad. My dad felt so bad. It was really, really, like he really, really cried that I could have done such a thing. But later, he agreed, like there was nothing he could do. Because by that time, I had to, I keep it pregnant until like, I think four months before he got to know. Before I told, I told him. So he felt bad, but at the end of the day, he agreed. So I called him, I called these people, I told him that my dad knows already. So we fixed it. They, they called him on the phone. This spoke and we fixed the day for the introduction and all that. They came down to Ibadan, they met my dad, uh, and my dad told them that before you accept them fully that we have to, you know, do a wedding, that it's very, very important that we need to get married. that He he doesn't want me to to give birth out of wedlock that we have to get married, and they agreed. So we fixed the date with April 19, and. 2008. Was it 2008? Yes, April 19, 2008. That was the day we fixed for the wedding. So we had our wedding and it was quite a big one, like, okay. So everything went well. we got married and we went back to Lagos. Shortly before we got married, I was like asking him that. How do we get accommodation? Where are we staying after marriage? It was like, he's been trying to look for accommodation, we get one, soon, and all that. Depending the time, you know, he gets one that we should be staying at his parents' house.
0: Okay, I so was he, was he staying? Place. So it means that all the time that you guys were together, he was staying at his parents'?
2: Yes, until oh, okay. I left. Was okay, there. Yes. Okay. They said there's no problem that we'll definitely get accommodation That but before we get it, that, we need somewhere to stay first that we can stay in the parents' house. I was so reluctant, like, no, 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 this is not happening. But what do I do? Like, he was just like, we'll get one, that she don't worry, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, that's fine. By the time we got married, I was like seven months gone already. Because we got married in April, I gave birth in June. I was like seven months ago and I was so heavy. So there was nothing I could do, no option. So I agreed we moved in. With him. We moved in inside the same apartment where his mom and his dad were staying. So we're staying there, you know. Things were not so easy, like, you know. There was no privacy, nothing. But I had to, you know, it was someone that I really, really loved. I would not lie, I really, really loved him. So I was like, I, I should be able to do anything for someone I love, so stayed in there, you know. And we're fine. So later he told me that one of these his father's tenants even in that same compound was moving out. That's so we have to move upstairs. I was like, boy, you said you're going to get our own apartment. Things started changing, it started, you know. Same things that mm, there is no way we can stay. That would be like his father's house blah, 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 and all that. We'll be comfortable there. But since we have our own apartment now, we'll be fine. We'll be this, we'll be that. He tried to convince me again. I was reluctant, but what do I do? I was in it already, <laughs> so no going back. Mm-hmm. I agreed, but while we're still inside his parents' apartment, that was the first time you would eat me the first time he would eat me so there was a day a friend called me from london a family friend called me from london we're just talking just a guy a man so he's just talking he just, was like i'm ah, yeah, married i'm here i'm married now hey so you're not going to marry me again blah blah and all that he was just joking right so it was like who was i speaking with he asked me i yeah. told him my hey, friend yeah. he knew it was a male so he said i should Disconnect the oh, call. He asked me to disconnect. I was like,
0: Why? Oh, you were still on the call when he asked me. You not. I was still on the call, yes. He was just whispering. I was whispering as well. The guy didn't
2: know what we were talking about. The person I was talking to on the phone didn't know what we were talking about. He was trying to tell me that disconnect the call. I was like, Why? He said I she just disconnected. The next thing I would hear was slap. Like, he just switch the phone from me. He collected disconnect disconnected the call and, you know, gave me a slap. I was like, What? Then I was, my son was, I had already given birth then. I was backing my son, my son was six months old.
0: So you had your so baby I I So you had your baby on your that. back? Your baby was strapped to your back.
2: Yes, yes, exactly, on my back. Wow, okay. So it just gave me the first slap. I was like, Wow. He <laughs> Was I like dreaming? You know, it's like a it really I was six months after we got married. So I was like is this a dream or so his parents, you know, heard about it, and there's something about family. If anything happens to both of us, it's definitely a family affair. Like all of them will interfere. They yeah, because you,
0: you, because you were, you guys were all sharing space.
2: Living with me, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So his, his parents heard. They heard the slap. They they heard me crying. They came out, and when they heard, they were like, "Why did you see disconnect girl? Why did you see disconnect girl? They were just like, "No, you have to go pay up." But you have to do this, you have to do that. He called his brother, they came, they said the same thing. Like, I was like, okay, fine. No so problem. I let that go. Later, he apologized actually. Because that was, our mm-hmm. marriage was still very fresh. Yeah. He so when,
0: he apo- when you say he apologized, what exactly did he apologize for? For being, for, for hitting for you? Healing.
2: No, 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 just for hitting me. Nothing okay. else. He said I should have listened to him when he asked me to disconnect call The fact that I didn't listen to him let that, okay. that I do is sorry for eating me.
0: But you, so you provoked I, him into it, into, you know, having to eat yeah, you. Exactly.
2: That was all he claimed. Yes, yes, exactly. So, I let that go. So, later we moved home, upstairs. We moved to, you know, another flat. We left experience apartment with most tenant Tenants left out most of so this thing continued, one thing led to the other, like he never showed me that he was that you know temperamental, he was a temperamental person when we were cutting. We cut it for two years, a year and a half. We were living together, you know, I told you we were living together. Mm-hmm. I never see that side of him that he was mm-hmm. that kind of, you know, short-tempered person. Until we was time, you know, we got married. When we got married, there was one day my son was very ill, was so sick, I, I was scared. I was waiting for him to come back from work so that I could, I, I was calling him, he said he was on the way, he was on the way, we'd soon be home. So I was just trying, so that I could, I was waiting for him so that I could, you know, drive us down to the hospital. And I was scared because I've never, you know, brought up a child before. This, that was my first one, so I was just scared. So immediately he got in, I was just like, We need to take this boy to the hospital, please. Just drop your stalls and let please let's take him to the hospital. I was like, Why would I attack him like that? I, I should allow him to heat, to settle down. I was like, This is the baby for God's sake. This baby cannot even tell you
0: how they are going
2: through. He cannot talk. yet. exactly like let's take him first. Even me I've not eaten, I've not done anything. I'm just I've been so disposed since morning. Been disposed since morning. I was like, No, 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 blah, blah, blah. the next thing was Beaten again. He beating me that why would I be rushing him? He said I should uh, he asked me to allow him to you know to settle down by never listening to everybody's like maybe. So several occasions like that was one thing on another. And two thing, like he hates it when he talks and you talk. Mm-hmm. Like, he always wants you to keep quiet when he's talking. Like, he always wants to be in control. He doesn't want any, if he says something, he wants it to be like that. Like, he doesn't want any objection to whatever he says. Like, he's that kind of person. So, so, so controlling. It's so controlling. Like, he always wants whatever he wants to, you know, he wishes for to to happen. Like, he doesn't want to hear another person's opinion. That's the kind of person I got married to. So there was a day two, he asked me, then I already had a shop, you know, he didn't want me to work, he said I shouldn't work, because he got to his stage, I told him, that my child was already growing, it was like two years, I said, I want to work, my child was already in school, and he had already signed school, so oh, please, I need to work, I need something to, you know, I need to start doing something, I can't depend on you, for, I'm continuing to depend on you forever, and I want to do something, so he said, no, 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 that, he doesn't want me to do office work, office work that men will be toasting you, your boss will be, you know, harassing you and all that. No, 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 I don't want that. I don't want that for you, but I want wants me to, to own a business, to have my own business. I said, okay, it's fine. So he got me a shop. I started, he asked me what I really wanted to do. I told him that I would want to be selling weirds that I love fashion. I want to be selling weirs. He said, no, 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 that he wants me to be selling food, like food stores, because it works in Honeywell flour mills. Okay. So, he said he wants, yeah, I want me to be selling this semolina, pepper,
0: that, so he, so, I'm he sorry to cut to you, so he asked he you, to. so he asked you what you wanted to do, and then still went on to tell you what he wanted you to do.
1: exactly. Oh, okay. I get it. Okay. So he said that was what he
2: wanted me to, to be selling. Later, you know, for someone that has been, you know, waiting to, to to be doing something, to own a business, like, I didn't even mind. Like he said, I said, me, I love fashion. I love makeup. I love, I just love fashion generally. Like, this, no. I still agreed. I said, no problem. Fine. So be it. I was just looking for a way. You know, we're living in a family house. So for me to be staying in the door from morning to yeah, night, yeah. my mother-in-law will call me, no yeah. privacy, nothing. Like, I was just frustrated. So yeah. I really wanted somewhere I will be going from morning and coming back in the evening, you know?
1: Yeah.
2: Like, so I didn't mind, I didn't object. I said, no problem, he got me the shop, actually. So we opened the shop, but it was not. he didn't give me money to, to buy my goods. And he did not, It was bringing goods from another customer to my shop. So we sell, we give them the money, I keep the game. Do you understand that kind of, that
1: yeah. Kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. So not that he really had the money to establish me
2: then to buy goods. So the goods was just from one hand, so from one customer's hand, you know, bring it, bring it to my shop. At the end of the day, he'll be the one to go there behind me, pack my goods again, take it somewhere else. Like
0: I, I got fed up. Like it was as good as not having a business. Yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly, not having a my own business. So at the end of the day, everything just went down like that. On the long run, he lost his own job due to negligence. He lost that job. So that was when the voila now started. Like, that was when everything got worse. You know, before he was still working, he goes out in the morning, comes comes back at night. Like, But when he now lost the job, he was always home 247, monitoring me. Then I, back, I changed my business. I eventually changed my business to what I really wanted. Okay. I changed it to a makeup studio. I changed it to a makeup studio. I looked for money. It didn't do that for me. I looked for money. I joined a contribution. I collected. So I changed the shop to a makeup studio. That was really what I wanted and everything was going fine. But when I started monitoring my movement, Anytime he calls, maybe I was busy attending to a client I didn't pick up, he gets angry. At times I get told there was a day I got home, collected my phone, he smashed it on the wall. Now, what's the usefulness of the phone? You bother, you cannot pick when they're calling you. He pieces everything. So that was how everything started. A day he asked me that he called me, he said, he wants me to be closing shop by five. I said, why? Why would I be closing by five? My shop to the house is just like 10 minutes walk. It's so stone throw. So I was like, if I close your business, it's not too late. Some some clients come in the evening. They buy things. That's not it said, no, 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 no. He took a broom. He started beating me with the broom. The broom got stuck into my skin. Like, I cannot even, as I can count how many times I faced domestic violence in my marriage. Like, it's uncountable.
1: I'm so sorry. But these,
2: Yes, yeah, so this should be brief. Like I don't, I don't want to go into. If I should, if I should
1: go into details, like tell you everything, because I can recollect everything. Of course, but you to, can. To
2: take years. We not even finish in years, exactly. Oh my God. We are talking of a ten ma- ten years of marriage. Yeah. Not, it's not a joke. So that day he said, no, I wanted to be closing by five. I said six is not too late for me to close. Then I was already under pressure. I was paying bills, I was doing everything in the house, buying food and all that. Did
0: you already have I'm a second working. child at this point?
2: Yes, yeah, I already had my second child. Okay. I was not working, it was not working. I was doing everything. I was collecting loans upon loans from this one. I will not finish paying. I'll get another one. The banks are calling. Bank people are calling me. Like I was just under stress. So that day I was so hungry when it told me to close my. Family. I said for what? I've never, ever failed in my duty. I pick my kids on time from school. I do everything. My kids go to my... Because I got a good location for my shop. It's not far from the house. It's not far from the kids' school.
1: It's okay. almost,
2: I just the my children's school. So I pick them on time, take them to my shop, feed them. So I'm good, I'm
0: good, I'm good. what you're saying, I'm sorry again to cut you, is that while you were out there hustling and taking care of your family and picking up the slack because he had lost his job, you were also the yes. one who was responsible for dropping the kids off at of school and picking them up and doing everything yes. of domestic. Course.
2: Of course. That's why the fact that the kids' school is not far from the adults, not far from our house, they don't know him there. Like, whatever they do in that school, PT, meeting, anything, he has never been there. He has never turned up. I was always the one picking them, dropping them, doing everything. Like, it was not just there. he was never there. Nobody knows him in my children's school. When it's time to pay school fees and we don't pay on time, you know, they're disturbing us for school fees and all that, I would tell him, go to the school, go and talk to the, to the proprietress, explain to her, that he'll we, say, no, 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 I'm the one that will do everything. He'll tell me, no, 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 you won't do that. So I was the one doing everything. So this particular day that he asked me to be closing shop by five you know I was I've been bottling up a lot of things. like I was so stressed I was so down like I, I shouted at him that this shop you're talking about are you the one paying the rent for me you're not doing anything I'm the one doing everything in this house why are you not telling me to be closing shop by five I told you already six is not too late I take care of my kids I still you know do my duties as a mother I carry out all my responsibilities so what else do you want? And you don't have a cogent reason for asking it to be closing by five. No particular reason. It was just like, no, no, no. There is nothing he can say. That's fine now. That's what he wants. So I fled by using broom to piss me because it was holding a broom that he used the broom to piss me. That one got stuck into my skin. I was removing broom like this from my skin so that the experience came home. They were angry too. That and experience are fond of that. That especially is that his dad would tell me that when a woman is when a woman doesn't respect her husband, that's what she gets that well, the husband will keep beating you that's what his father says so they say, you see, when your husband is talking you're supposed to keep quiet and, you know respect and keep
0: quiet and shut so not only so not only were you living not only were you living in um, under the same roof with someone who was, you know consistently abusing yeah. you um, he was also, he also had people who yes. were encouraging and enabling his behavior.
2: Exactly. Especially his dad. His mom, I'm so
1: sorry.
2: I will tell you, Who never supported him. Never supported him because she was always, you know, supporting me. Because she went through the same thing with his dad. Clearly. So she never supported me. Yes. She went through the same thing. So she was always telling me that it's exactly how his dad treated her. So, so she went through the same thing with his dad. So she was always supporting me. But you know, when when something gets to a stage, when I just, you know, back out, like I, I couldn't take it anymore. That's why the fact that she was supporting me, I couldn't stay anymore. That was the reason why I left after 10 years. Yeah. Like I just had to leave. Yes. I just had to leave. Yes. So that day he was using he used broom to beat me, broom got stuck on my neck. I cried bitterly. He spoke him, they said whatever they wanted to say, you know, they supported him and all that. So I was just I was just down. All this while my people knew. Like my people wouldn't have known until my younger sister came to live with us. She came to stay with us like a year after after the wedding. So she she, she experienced it. She witnessed it. it, it. Yeah. She witnessed it. She witnessed it, she saw it, she was like, wow, so this has been happening. I kept quiet, I didn't tell anyone of them. She was the one that picked the phone, called my dad, called my sisters. that this is what okay has been going through and she has been keeping quiet. She allowed us to know. That's why the fact that my sister was staying there with us, she was a nurse, she was working at, you know, staying with us at some time, she's a nurse. So she... My my husband never controlled himself. You know, someone that was doing something before, would say, which you know, you think that ah, my sister-in-law, is say, let me just control my anger.
0: I don't the think I don't think that, that that's sh- how I don't think that that's how it works though. I don't think that's how it works. Mm-hmm. I feel like if he can do that to you in the same house where his parents live, mm-hmm. the people who yes. you know are singularly, mm-hmm. I mean, arguably the 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 most respected people in his life or the most esteemed people. I don't think that, I mean, I don't think anything is going to stop him from, from doing that to you in front of anybody else. Also, it's clear at this point that he feels, he feels a a certain, not even a certain, a very huge level of entitlement and ownership to, to you. Mm, exactly. Yeah. So,
2: you get it. Yeah. Exactly, yes. So, like, I've married you already. I don't exactly. yeah. do anything like this. Yeah,
0: yeah. You. so, you, exactly. I mean, your sister being around could not have done done anything to, to yeah. change that. Sometimes
2: yeah. my sister will be the one giving me infection because the following day I won't be able to get up. Wow. There was a day I was on braids. I just did my braids. He pulled my hair off with the braids. Like, he was pulling me up
1: and down. Oh, my God, like, I'm so sorry. me with the braids. I'm so sorry. Put,
2: and he put
1: everything with my hair. <laughs>
2: so several be like that. But my people already told me. Then that my sister called me. My dad told me that I should leave. And like then our marriage was still like a year, two years, you know. Yeah. It was just a year. The yeah. year old, they anyway, were like, my dad was, I should leave. My sister abroad asked me to leave. Everybody was. I was like, you will change, you will change. But my fear then was the fear of where do I go from here? Okay. Where do I start from? Okay. Where do I start from? When I got pregnant with my second son, when my sisters were angry, I see this girl. We we're telling her to leave this man. She got pregnant again. When I was even pregnant of my second body, he eats me badly then. I was six months gone then. I was going to was ask that.
0: I was going to ask that. Yes. Yeah.
2: He beat me then. So, okay, that was when I said he beats me. The day I told him my son was ill, I asked him to come to take him, that we should take him to the hospital yeah. and all that. I was pregnant, then he beat me during pregnancy. So the day I used, his, used that, I kept crying, I didn't see anything. But the following day, I just packed my things, I packed my clothes, I took my kids. Like they thought everything, i already died down. There was nothing, I just left. They didn't know. Nobody knew. I left. I went to my sister's place in Lagos. When my sister saw me, she was shocked. She was like, "What? What is this?" So she called few of her friends. They asked me to go to Human Rights Alausa.
1: Okay.
2: Like, at Alausa. Yeah. yeah. So I went there. I went there. They asked me to to narrate how everything happened there for pictures. I printed the picture. took the picture. I printed it out. I gave them all that. Sorry, I left the house. He was already looking for me. His mom was calling my sister. My sister didn't pick. Like nobody picked. Didn't know my whereabouts.
0: Did you leave your kids? So no, I left like three times before leaving. Finally, yeah, yeah. I never left my kids for
1: once. Like I have
0: never. Oh, okay, left. no. What I meant is, did you leave with your boys? Like, did you leave with them? Now... No, now. no. I mean, way every time you left, you you took well, them I, along of with of you. Of
2: course. Okay. I've okay. never left them. Okay. Yes. Okay. I've never left them. Each time I leave that place, I go with, with them. Yeah. Because I cannot I can't take care of them. Yeah. So I've never left my kids for once. So I took them along. So I went to Alausa. I dropped my statement, everything. So they called him. They called him for for a for counseling and they they called the both of us actually so i had to look for someone to let me drop a letter for him at all So they dropped the letter i saw the letter he came they warned him seriously like oh so they asked me what i wanted then madam what do you want because they always say whatever i want that's what they would do what do you want madam do you want to go back you want to give him another chance or you want to leave
0: was there, was there an option to... Was there an option to lock him up? Was there an option for that? Did they no, give you... Did they, did they ever give you the option of... Do you want to press charges?
2: Yes. No, 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 they didn't. They only said... Since I said I was going to give him another chance... That was what I said. They said, if... He does that again, that they were going to lock him up. So you signed... He wrote an undertaking... That it wasn't going to happen again. He puts it into writing. Since they asked me right, but they never asked me if I if I really, if I wanted them to lock to lock him up. They didn't ask me that. They only gave me two options. It's either I forgive him. I want to leave. For,
0: we forgive. I'm to sorry. Him, I'm sorry to cut you, but forgive him for what exactly? Like forgive him for consistently hitting you and putting your life uh-huh. at risk yes. so when you forgive when you say you forgive him, how does that yeah. help you from having to face what is going on at home, which is obviously a pattern at this point like you know, I'm just really curious because if they are if they are giving you the option you know of forgiving that? someone who, who abuses you consistently. Uh-huh. What exactly is the end game? So are you going to are you are you expected to forgive him until you finally die from abuse or
2: you know what they thought? Let me explain but that's what I think actually. What I think is that they're asking me because I've never taken such step since it was beating me, like since it started. okay. Okay. So for me to have taken that step, maybe they thought it would stop. Okay. Like, you know. I've never voiced out. I've never come out to to report him to anyone. I've been you know, enduring all the pain and all of that.
1: Yeah.
2: But they were like for me to have come out, you know, to have taken it so seriously like this, and that was facialist regime. So that time it was really, domestic violence was a
0: big deal. yeah. I know it was a big deal. big deal. It was a big deal in Lagos like, State.
2: Yeah. Yes, yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah. So yes. So that was the reason why they. They asked me what i wanted they never gave me option even they didn't even give me option they're like madam what do you want us to do, do you understand yeah they asked the question yeah like, what do you want from us what do you want us to do okay so i was the one that said okay they should just warn him okay like this is like a warning because i've never reported him you know if it was a continuous stuff that i've been going there to report him to, i know they would have locked him up because one of the man that um, that was there that day he said it yesterday he said if this thing happens again and bookie calls me i will personally i will personally arrange for your arrest that will lock you up he told him
1: okay
2: he told him that and now you have written it you have signed an undertaking that it's not going to happen again just don't ever let it happen again and he said no it's not going to happen again he promised and he signed like, it wasn't going to happen again. So he was so calm. We went home, went back home. He was so calm, like, very, very calm. For, like, I knew he was just, <laughs> for the six months, he was just, like, just managing. Like, he was forcing his, himself. Because, you know, when somebody is all tempered, he's all tempered. There is nothing that can <laughs> He was just forcing himself. At the time things would happen, he would...
0: It would, you know, but, it, but does he I fight? Does he fight outside of go. the house? Does he fight outside of the house? Does he fight with other no, people? He so he so it, his so no, his short no, temper, no. temper is only at home. He only has short temper when he's at home. A, he never gets like a short when temper it, when he, just just he goes what? to the filling station or goes to the market or goes to work. Yeah, he
1: does that. He does that. He argue with
0: people. He no, when I say short temper, car, I mean the kind of short temper he has at home where. Something small happens that can be talked about, and he just throws his hand. So he doesn't get that kind of mm-hmm. short temper when he when no, he's no, dealing no, no, with no, other no, people. No,
2: he doesn't his hand outside. No, no, no. He mm-hmm. doesn't. He doesn't. So he managed, managed, managed for like six months before he started again. He started again, torture, beating, and times he uses belts. The kids would be shouting, Leave my mommy, leave her, uh, oh and God. all that. The kids, even, even the kids were already, you know developing hatred for a man like because they didn't like it and they know i'm the only one they see at times they will admit my kids for five three to five days he will not come he will not check on us he will just forget us in the hospital like it was never there i got married to a man that doesn't care he doesn't care about his wife doesn't care about kids though when he was working he was paying the school fees was you know doing the right thing but when when he stopped talking? you know another man will look for alternative will go out also you know he'll just sit down like he just he just relax just relax like like everything was on me so everything it continued it continued like like that like that but, but i didn't go back to the to alausa uh, i didn't okay. go back like i was like because then my mind i was weak and my mind was already made of that I was going to leave. Okay. I was already thinking of leaving, okay. already planning ahead us. No need of going through all this stress again. Let me just leave this guy, let me leave for us. So on this fateful day, he just came upstairs. I was on the phone, I was shouting, he came, give me your phone, that was the first thing he said. I said, no, I'm not going to give you this phone. Because there was a day I gave you my phone, you smashed it on the wall. Man, okay. this one, I'm not going to give you. Give me your phone, give me your phone. This type, pissing me again. He said he had something that was going on with someone. Blah, 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 and that. that was later when he was explaining to his parents, right? He okay. never explained anything to me. So, yeah. he me as in the battery was I would say it was the worst, the worst wow. of all since I, since I got married to him. My face was so bad, badly, you know.
0: Did you ever, did you ever, were you ever afraid for your life at, 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 at any of this point? Like, was there ever any point where you were so afraid of your life, like, you, you weren't sure that you were going to make yes, it? Yes, I, I was.
2: yes, yes, at that point, when I was, coming, was, this time I was, you know, already taking the decision that I would leave. I will leave. I will soon leave. I can't take you anymore. When you're, busy, you're getting too much, too much continuously as infrequently, I was like, "How you need to leave this guy before he kills you. Okay. So it's when I said, what if this girl dies in your answer? If she dies, we'll bury her now. There's nothing special. We'll bury her. So that was the day I get getting scared of my life. That God. Hmm. What if the worst happens? I won't be alive to to, to to testify, to say all these things. So then I was already preparing myself as, okay, this marriage cannot continue. It's not going to last. Like it's not, I, I already made up my mind I was going to leave. So when that happened, when the patron the one that happened, 2018 happened, that was September, I made up my mind I was leaving. I told his mom, I told his family that I was leaving. His mom begged me later. She said, okay, if that's what I want. I said, mama, that's what I want. I've had it up to here. Enough is enough. So, for two weeks, I told him already too that I was leaving. He said, no problem.
0: Oh, he told you it was okay to leave. So, yes,
2: yeah, he said, it was, it was there when we left. It was there when I left my kids. He was even telling his kids that don't forget to be calling his dad. Don't forget me, always remember and all that. It was there, it was right there in the house when I left with the kids. These people was out, were around, these people were around, everybody was there. Like nobody stopped me, I chatted the cab and I left. I left 2000, I left 20, on the twenty September twenty to be two years this month, 2018. That was when I left. So I took the bold step and I left because when I got home, when I got to out part of God, and now, and now, it that the person that has not, that has not been responsible. For, say they lost his job for like six years. Yeah. They Lost his job four years after we were married. So for six years, I was not responsible for them. I was not doing anything. I was wondering everything I was like, I'm very sure I cannot be responsible for them even after I left. So okay, I, like, I can't settle down because because these is expensive. I'll get an accommodation. I will do this, I will do that. School is expensive. So I just decided to move to Ebado. Ebado is, you know, less expensive. I will still see cheaper schools. Yeah. I'll be able to, you know, pay and all that. Yeah. So I left and I came to my father's house.
1: Yeah.
2: Immediately I got it, you know my father saw me, my father was crying that God. Because my father didn't see me for years. It was like God Even deprived me of coming to see my father. That's why I was
0: going to ask that when you said your dad had not seen me in years.
2: Yes, yes, in that ten years, maybe I saw my father twice. Ten years of my marriage, and that time that I saw my father, he never allowed me to come with my kids. So my father did not see my kids for years, except a day he came to our place. My father came to visit me. I saw them. My children. And they have not come to my father's house. They didn't come to my father's house for 10 good years. They didn't know about it. They didn't even, as in, they don't Any Anytime I raised that issue, I raised that matter that let's visit my dad, even if he's on a Christmas day for Christmas, let's go. Be, say, no, 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 he's not going. You can go alone, but don't take my kids, you know, that kind of thing. Even he himself. He did not, he doesn't know my father, Even my father's house up till now. He did not visit my father for in 10 years of our marriage. He did not step to my father's house. He did not come for 10 good years.
0: So the same kids, the same, the same kids who were too precious to him to, to allow you take, to visit your dad, are the same kids that you now had to take away with you back to your dad's house? Yes. Because obviously he, he he didn't have what it took take. I he, he doesn't have what it exactly. takes to take care of them.
2: Exactly. Even as at now, since we have left for two years, he has not set his eyes on them. He has not seen his kids. And we are in this Nigeria, just the to to leave us for five minutes, one hour drive here in the Because he doesn't know where to look for them. He knows I'm in my father's house. He knows where I am. But he cannot look for us because he doesn't know there. You marry someone, you don't know where you marry them from, you cannot yeah. even come there since the day they came for introduction when I got pregnant. None of them have come here, even his people, he has not come here, his people have not come here, so he doesn't know his way here because this place has changed. It's a new site, so he can see, he can't he even get lost, he can't know this place. Oh. Doesn't know, so our matter has been cut already. We are on divorce, you know, we started last July and we are still on it. You know, divorce is not easy, yeah. I filed. I filed
1: filed for divorce last year, July.
2: So we are still on it. Mm, Now he's fighting for joint custody. He wants joint custody. And me, I don't want joint custody, so it's going to take us time. But we are fighting for now. He wants the kids to be coming for holidays, coming to to visit him on holidays, when they are on holiday. He wants them to be staying with me. But still, he's not responsible for them yet. He's not paying school fees. He's not doing anything. So I'm still telling the courts that I will not allow that because he's not responsible for them. Not yeah. doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah. So I will not leave my kids. I will not allow my kids to go on holiday. leave Anytime he wants to see them, he should do his responsibility first. He should carry out his responsibilities, pay school fees,
1: send up cheap money. Then I will allow him to see them. He should come to Godot. Yeah. and know where to take them so that
2: they can see him. Yeah. So that's what we are fighting for now. But we are done. We are done. He has agreed to the divorce. I have agreed to the divorce. So the both of us are done. And I know it will be finalized. Later is by early next stage to finalize
0: Michael's So that's my story. Okay, so, <laughs> so, um, yeah, Bukala, before, before I even say anything else, I just wanted to say to you yes. that having this conversation to, with you today, it was something that I was very, mm. very anxious about. And I said it when I was introducing the episode, I was really anxious because I knew. That it was it was going to be a very, very emotional episode and that it was going to just be a lot. But I must also say that the strength with which you share your story is nothing short of amazing. I hate that it, it, it takes this it takes this level of pain for us to regard women as being strong. It's why I really cannot stand the word strong these days, because strong really just means that you've suffered so much and that's just not right but i but i just have to say to you that you've you've honestly shown so much bravery courage in the way that you've shared your story the way you've told your truth it's just really 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 um beautiful to watch to be honest i'm 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 also going to say that i'm really really sorry that you had to deal with all of that um, from one sister to another. From one sister to another. Yeah. Um, I'm really sorry that you had to experience that. Nobody deserves to have lived like that for ten years. And I'm honestly, honestly, really yeah. sorry that you had to de that you had to deal with that even for one second of your life. I am yeah. happy that, you know, you seem to be in a much better place right now and that, you know, this this story, the way that you share it now, you share it because you share yeah. it from a place of you're showing your scars because you're no longer in that place where you know, yes. 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 Um, so earlier on when you were talking, you talked about how um every time you thought about leaving, right? Yes. You would yes. you would think about where am I going to start from? What am I going to do? But, going to do. Yes, yes. But also, while you were sharing your story, from everything you've said, it's quite obvious that you were not thinking that because of your financial status, you were not thinking that because of what you were going to do for a living or money or anything. Because clearly you're a woman who who has worked really hard to take care of herself and take care of her kids. You've even had to take care of the man who consistently abused you. So my question is, if it wasn't about money, if it wasn't about what exactly do you think was the reason why you had such a tough time um you know living because yes. yeah living yeah
2: firstly it was accommodation
0: okay
2: firstly i was thinking of accommodation That like, where do i stay okay fine the thought of my father's house always you know comes to my mind yeah but it must I be, it must
0: be, to. yeah, it must be really shameful, embarrassing to yeah, exactly. have to resort to that. Yes. It's I understand.
2: not even about the children of keep. It's not about the school fees. I knew I was going to sort of out. I knew I was going to cope on my own, but I was like, accommodation.
1: Okay.
2: Firstly, where do I get, how do I get where to stay with these kids? And I didn't want to stay with any friends. Some of my friends were like, bring them, you stay here, You're comfortable. I was like, no. There's no place, no way I will stay. After two, two months, three yeah, months. Yeah, it starts to get awkward. Yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah, Even my own sister's out. Because she's married, she has kids. Yeah. I can't stay with her. She has yeah. a husband.
0: Yeah. It's not possible. So why that question kept, you know,
2: kept coming was, where do I start from? It because of firstly accommodation. Every other thing I knew I could cope. But accommodation, I knew, fine, if I want an accommodation, I'll get like 200, 250 you know that I would drop at once. Accommodation is not what you can pay bit by bit. unlike school fees. That will pay term that term, you pay this time, you pay another time. You don't pay in bulk, like that. But the first thing that was com- that was coming to my mind was accommodation, accommodation, and the fear of what will people say. Like what will people say? People yeah. people will talk. They will yeah. talk. Yeah. Like and there's something I always want to tell people because I've advised people a lot that are going through the same thing as me. Mm-hmm. If you think of what people will say, because that was what the mistake I made too. That was the reason why I stayed for that long in my marriage. If you think of that, what if you die? These same people will tell you that she should have, you
0: should left. have left. Why didn't yeah. she? Leave? Yeah.
2: Why didn't she speak out? Why yeah. didn't she tell people? Why didn't yeah. she?
0: Yes. Yeah. These same people
2: they will they will blame you yeah. even in death. Yeah. Even while you are gone, yeah. they'll be blaming you. Yeah. That she kept quiet. She'll come out yeah. and you know, she will look and see if all is well. Yeah. All things were well. when nothing is well. Even mine when I left. A lot of people didn't know they didn't know when I was leaving. But when I when they eventually knew, they're like, wow. And they see you outside, you keep smiling, you look good. Then, people still always, you know, envy me, like, ah, oh, I was glowing at this, at that. When they didn't know what I was passing through. Because I, 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 was, I wasn't telling anybody. The only people that knew what I was going through were my sisters, mostly my family. People in my area, then in Lagos, they thought all was well with me. Until I left, they were like, wow, you're going through all that? And you still go out smiling, playing with people and all that I'd be like, what, would I, what could I have done? What could I have done? I mean, oh. there's something about I, I don't tell my problem to someone that I know would not be able to help me. I know you'll be of help. Why will I tell you my problem? How will I tell you? I don't need to tell you because by telling them, they, they won't be able to help me. All they'll be saying is, they'll
1: just be beating me. Yeah. Hey, sorry. It is well. They yeah. won't be able to help me. Yeah. So me telling everybody, going
2: out, telling everybody that my husband beats me, beats me, it, it, it won't change anything.
1: Yeah.
2: The only thing I was doing then was just, you know, calculating in my head that what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Now if I want to rent my rent my own apartment, get my own apartment, I will, I will get it, I can get it, I can afford it now. Yeah. I can afford it now. That, that same thing that was, you know, that was my fear at that time, that where do I go? But I don't want to because I don't want to expose my children to what is not. Yeah. If I start saying staying alone, different people will be coming to look for me, even opposite sex, which I don't want. On well, my father's house, nobody dares come to look for me. My father's house, like I don't give anybody my address. Anytime I tell any man that I still my father, they back off. Like, ah oh, no, can't come there. Do you understand? that? yeah, you know. So that's that's it. I know I still have key kids, and I want to bring them up very well. Like, I don't want to expose them to what's not. Yeah. Not that I don't have I don't have male friends that even want to get me an accommodation. But I don't want anybody's money. Like anything I want to do, I want to do it with my money. I want to hustle and do it with my money. Because this same thing happened to me, it affected my marriage. Because my hubby was always saying that I did this for you, I did that for you, not for me. You'll be this, you'll be that. So now I've made up my mind. Do what really happened. I've, what happened to me has really, really affected me. Because now I don't see myself falling in love again. I've tried and tried. But I don't get advances outside. I don't get advances because I don't just see it coming. Like it has, has made to you know there is no way
1: to not affect someone.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I understand you. I, I was going to say that... Um, hello, are you there? Hello, yes. You're back on now. You're back on now. Huh? You're back on now. Fine, you
2: move on with your life. You, you, you do great things. You achieve. But at the end of the day, you may not be able to in love again. That's, that's the only disadvantage of it. I, I, wanted so us, I, I wanted us to have a conversation
0: about... Yeah. I wanted us to have a conversation about... Um, the way that as women, right, we we were taught to love. Because personally, I think that is a huge, I think that is a huge problem with how we were taught to love. Every time, every time we say fall in love as women, yes. usually it connotes not choosing ourselves, it connotes um, romanticizing suffering and thinking that, you know, Love is all about how much, how much suffering you can endure. And I, and I think that that's, that's, I think that that's part of the problems that we have, because I think that as when we're raising young girls and we're raising them to see love as this thing that takes from them and takes from them and takes from them and keeps reducing them and never validates them and never, yes. It's, yes I, I think that that's 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 like a huge problem right so the thing is with men when they love they are very like objective about it they are very objective they, they still maintain they still maintain the ability to choose themselves and do what's best for them while we as women are expected to so as a woman you're the one who is expected to drop your um inner desires. You are the one who is supposed to want something but not want it because you've fallen in love. There was something you said earlier, and it struck me because you were saying that, you know, that um, you did certain things because you really loved him. Yes. So you were, saying, you were saying that you did certain things because you really loved him and that, you know, even though now that you're thinking about it, you're not sure that he loved you, but you did, you did a lot of things because you loved him. And you referenced that a lot. And while love in itself is not such a terrible thing, I think that it's really important that as women as and, and, and young girls we need to understand that love is not this thing that is supposed to take and take and take from you. It's not supposed to be like some suffering context or contest, okay. sorry. You're not you're not in a you're not in a battle to show how much you can suffer just to prove that you are in love. Yes.
1: yes
0: yes i I just feel like that's that's an important conversation to be had also when you were talking you said something about um you know the fear of what people will say you know at the point where you already knew what you needed to do i also think that that's something that i also think that that's something that um as women i don't think we choose ourselves enough and i say we don't choose ourselves enough because we were not particularly raised to choose ourselves so you are raised to, you know, do everything that leads up to this big event in your life, which is marriage, right? Every day of your life, you're being reminded that right. if you carry something, someone is saying is ah, you're going to carry it in your husband's house. If you say something, they are going to say that's not how you talk in front of your in-laws. Everybody is preparing you for this big event, which is supposedly the most major event of your life, right? So I feel like. When, when, you raise, when you raise someone or a set of people or a group of people with an awareness that something mm. is singularly the most important thing in their lives, it's only normal that when they finally get yes. to that point, they would think that they need to do everything to sustain it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Including... Exactly. Exactly. Including right. smile even when they are suffering, including look like everything is okay even when it's not. Because they are afraid mm. that... Because this marriage has failed, it means that you, Bukola, has failed. But the yes. but the failure of this marriage doesn't say that you are a failure. It just says that it was it wasn't something, it didn't work. And it didn't work because yeah. the fact that it didn't work doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't mean that you failed. It just means that it failed. Yes. It failed because you were coupled or partnered with someone who didn't respect you enough to respect your agency as a person to respect your person and, and see you as, as a fellow human being who, you know, he was accountable to, he didn't feel accountable enough to you or anybody else as regards your marriage. And that's why it didn't work out. But because we've, but because we've been filled with, you know, these ideologies and these ideas and this conditioning about how, everything that we do is, is, is going to lead us up to, you know, this big event in our lives, which is marriage. We are tempted to feel like if it doesn't work out, then we didn't work out or it didn't work out because we were not enough. Yes. So, I mean, for, for example, I'm always saying every now and again that as women, we need to choose ourselves more. We need to learn to choose ourselves more, like wake up every day, Wake up every day with the mindset that today I choose me today. I'm choosing me today I am choosing myself because I feel like until we get to that point where we we are constantly reminded of how important it is To choose ourselves. We're always going to be caught up in situations where we have to um, We have to reduce ourselves. We have to bear the pain We have to suffer in silence because we're trying to not allow people say something Yeah we don't, we're afraid that people are going to say something. So we just keep it, we just keep it all in. We're afraid that people are going to judge us. So we just suffer and smile. We're afraid that people are going to say we're not good enough or that we're horrible people or that we are not nice women or we're not good women or we can't keep men. And we're going to just keep suffering and smiling. Yeah. Um. Again, I'm I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful that, Um. you know, that this eventually is something that you were able to do because i know how hard it is to even be able to say that you're working away from this i know how hard it can be especially in a in a society where in a society where as we, as women your 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 value is measured mostly in terms of who you are married to and your status and your marital status nobody wants to pay attention to you if you're not mrs somebody yes yeah, so I can imagine how hard that must, yeah. I can imagine how hard that must have been. Um, now this is this is um, you know, yeah. quite a sensitive conversation that, that I'm, I'm about to bring up, and I think it's sensitive because not not only because of your story, but because now you're raising two boys, yeah. and they have a father who who has an history of abuse. He he, he has an history of growing up in an abusive environment in an abusive home where he had to watch his dad beat his mom and now unfortunately your your boys have had to see their dad do that to their mom as well i'm just going to ask at this point like as a mom of two boys how are you able to communicate to your children to your kids how are you able to instill the necessary values in them so that this cycle doesn't continue okay so okay i'm sorry i was saying that I was saying that as a mom, as a mom of two boys, right? Yes. Yes. I was saying, so unfortunately Mm -hmm. now, unfortunately now your, your boys have had to experience or witness their mom being abused. They've had to at least grow up to a certain extent in an abusive home, which is exactly what their dad also had to experience growing up from the story that you have shared. And I'm saying, as a mom of two boys, what mm-hmm. are you doing? What, what, what exactly, you know, how are you able to communicate effectively with your children in a way that you're instilling the right values to them okay. so that this doesn't become a cycle that repeats itself? Exactly,
2: you're right. Always tell them to get free unnecessarily. Like, I always tell them to control their temper because from now that is when i'm supposed to be in them yeah to be watching whatever they are doing
1: yeah like
2: they don't raise hands
1: unnecessarily okay.
2: control your temper you don't get angry on everything that happens around you
1: okay.
2: i always tell them that i always advise them okay. i sit them down i talk to them okay that i don't want you to be like your dad i always tell them i don't want you to like your dad. And I, you will not, you will never be like your dad. Yeah. I always tell I always let them know. And anytime one of them does anything bad that I know is not right, I punish them. Not punishment like beating, but maybe I buy one thing for someone I don't buy for the other. Okay. Like, so that you will know that what you have done is bad. Okay. I will not get you this. I okay. bought this for your brother, but I will not buy it for you until you change. Until okay. I see that change, in you. Okay. That's when I for you. know children now. Yes. When you when you punish them with that, especially with what they like very well, what they like most, yeah. they will change. Like, yeah. They would always control themselves. Yeah. I always tell them that it's not only to girls. Even in school, some 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 of your classmates will annoy you. They will do this. Yeah. Report them to your teacher. Don't raise your hand on anybody. Okay. Not only to girls, but everybody around you.
1: Okay.
2: Don't get angry to the extent of raising your hands on any anyone.
0: I okay. Always report to your teacher. Okay. Well, um. Still at Devon, and they are they are doing very well. They are doing very very well. That's that's actually amazing. You're you're you 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 sound like such a fantastic mom. I'm sure that they are blessed to have you. Um. I'm particularly excited to hear that you have you you learned to know I mean, like your your parenting method is not to hit them when they do something wrong but to correct them and then, you know, use other means to pass the message across, aside, you know, bringing out a kid and hitting them. Because I feel like this is also, like, something that sets people up for violence, like, later in life, when they feel like everything everything gets resolved by being spanked or being beaten, as opposed to being spoken to, like, actual human beings. So so that's that's actually really exciting to know. Um, also, I think that one, one thing that I wanted us to also talk about is I wanted to ask, so when all of this was going on, when all of this was going on, um, would you say that you felt people extend grace to you? And when I say people, I mean, your friends, your friends who knew what you were going through, right? Particularly the ones who told you to leave, who told you to leave, especially when you were finding it hard to leave. Would you say they extended grace to you in terms of they didn't stop looking out for you despite the fact that you were not listening to what they were telling you to do at that time? So did you have friends that walked away and they were like, man, I can't deal with you because it's like you want to die. So I'm not I'm not your friend anymore. Or did you have more friends who were supportive, who were supportive and stuck it with you and kept reminding you of who you were until you left?
2: This is the worst part about my uh, about my my business. Like my husband drove all my friends away when I got married.
0: So you they were basically isolated. Marriage.
2: Exactly. Which is
0: which is, is, not, surprising, which I is, I is not surprising. Which is not surprising at all. This friend of mine, yes, this
2: this friend of mine, he knew her very well before we got married. They talk, they joke, they laugh together. She came visiting after my marriage. He never welcomed her. He greeted her. He did not, he, uh, she greeted him. He did not answer. He did not respond. Like, he went to my Facebook. He deleted all my new friends. Oh, gosh. Like, he really, really isolated me. And his thought was that they're going to, you know, teach you what is bad. They're not going to do this. Yeah. Like, you don't need friends for now. I'm your yeah. friends. I'm the only one. But I have friends that, I, you know, that I communicate with on the phone. Though we don't see, we only communicate on the phone.
1: Okay.
2: So most of them would tell me that, bookie, pack your things, leave. But he never knew I was communicating with them. He never knew, like, that was what my marriage was all about. Anyone I was communicating communicating with then was secretly, like, he didn't know. Like, I was not open because of the way he handled everything. Like, it was strict. Whatever I want to do, I do secretly. Everything was, you know, was, I can to communicate with everything, secretly, which is not supposed to be so. Supposed to, we are supposed to be open to each other. I'm supposed to get home telling that a guy told me to me out, you know. Yeah. But if I should tell my husband that, if I should tell him that I'm in trouble, I tried it one day. I was like, I was like, hey, better stop wearing trousers. Better stop wearing this because you are wearing other you'll be doing this, you'll be doing that, make up, so, like it was just too much. Like he was trying to, because he said he was trying to tell me not to wear trodda again, stop wearing trousers. I'll buy skirts, I'll buy gown for you, after this. While he was busy enjoying himself outside. I didn't even tell you my full story. Because uh, infidelity was the, was the foundation of, was the main cause of that problem, like the main cause of of the problem I had in my marriage.
0: So so what, so what so what you're saying bad. is so what you're saying is while he was policing who you were friends with and who you talked to, it was also yes. it was also no. cheating on you in your marriage. It
2: goes like it goes for two, three days, it will not come back home. You will not call, you will not do anything. At times I'll be alone in the house crying. Even when I go back to my second son, I went through hell. But there was no help from anyone. I was just alone. I was just alone. He was, he was seeing other women as he was enjoying himself to the fullest. To oh. the fullest. So I mean, that's also not surprising. Friend. But then I was communicating with few friends actually, but he didn't know about it. But they stood by me. They supported me. Like, okay, leave, leave. Even when I did not leave, they were still telling me, hey. Okay, leave. Don't wait till you die there. So, some few friends.
0: Yeah. My like two, three friends. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm I'm grateful that you had you had um, supportive people around you because, um, you know, from what I've heard a lot from people who you know have been abused by their partners, like um, survivors of domestic violence, they also have to deal with people yeah. now isolating. I mean, people are ostracizing them because they feel like if you're stupid enough to stay, I want to die, then I don't want to have anything to do with you. And I feel like that's the mistake. I feel like that's a mistake that people generally make. So when you're friends with someone and they are in an abuse and they are, you know, with abusive partners, I know that it can be frustrating because it's painful to see someone that you love and care about suffer so much in the hand of another foolish person. And you're tempted to just want to enforce um, your opinion, which is for them to live on them, but I think that what we fail to realize is that there's a lot of psychological aspects to live in because people generally consider a lot of things before they can even leave an abusive situation, things like the emotional bonds that they formed with the person they are with, things like um sometimes the people who abuse them still come back and say nice things to them and apologize and treat them nice and then change the next day it's a lot to deal with so it can be really confusing for someone who is going through that if you're going through that you're already you know dealing with so much trauma and then confused about what to do and then confused about so it's it's usually a lot i i I feel like you know people people like that need more grace i mean need people to show more grace to them people to at least try as, pos- as much as possible to try and get them help. So I'm actually really um, glad that you had supportive people around you. Um, I-, I want us to talk a-, a little about your mental health, how this affected your mental health. I don't want us to pretend that, um, that this, um, you know, did not take a toll on you mentally in terms of even um, your role as a mother you know, having to juggle motherhood with being a businesswoman, with suffering abuse, with smiling every day, having people see you, and still showing up. How would you say um, this affected you mentally? Like, how how did this take a toll on your mental health and? It
2: affected me like mentally, physically, mentally everything. I was draining. I was. Slimmer and slimmer, skinny, like. <laughs> At times I would just be talking to myself. Like I would, I would be de- I would be alone and I would be speaking to myself as if someone was with me. People were calling me in my area. They were asking me, Are you sick? You need to go for a checkup. You are too lean. You are this, you are that. I'll get to I'll tell him that people are telling me I'm lean. He would tell me, You're okay like this. Yeah, this I'm, i like it blah, 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 and all that so he went i went through as the trauma was much i went through a lot then he was abusing me i was the bank people they were they were calling me they were looking for me up and down i was i went through a lot a whole lot like if i show you my before picture when i was with him and now you will see a huge difference like the day I did it, I put it on my WhatsApp status. People were asking me, that, Was I sick in that picture? Like, I was too so lean. Like, the difference is just so much. Like, if you can't, it's, it's very, very clear. So, what I went through was, uh, it was not, not, not easy at all. Mm-hmm. By the time I got here, I got to Ibadan. I was still for like six months after I got to Ibadan. I will sleep, I will still dream that he's beating me. I will be cold, I will be panting, I will be shivering. Wow. Like, still dreaming, like, I was beating me in the dream.
0: I'm you know, so sorry.
2: That, you know what that means? Like, the trauma was just so much. But I'll, I was so Even when we got to, it, but after, like, a, a year, anytime he calls and I see his call, my heart will be beating very fast. Like, he's coming to beat me in the battle.
1: Wow.
2: Until I... Later, went, you know, I started, hey, you know, getting over it, getting over it. Now, if he calls, I can shout on him on before I can do anything. Like, oh, I don't care. Like, he was even the one always, always coming down. Now he wants to talk to me. Every time he sends me SMS message, he'll be begging me that, please, please, can I talk to the children, please, can I do this? Like, he'll be begging me because he knows. <laughs> The book he used to know is is, is not the bookie knows now like I have changed oh. but the still really affected me emotionally mentally physically I went through a lot before I um if I go balance like I'm okay now
0: I'm so, so sorry it's
2: really easy.
0: thank you I'm so 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 sorry um I want to ask I want to ask that Did you, did you at any point get therapy? Did you get, did you talk to someone, like a professional? Did you get counselling? Did you, I mean... I only went, I
2: only went to two places. I you, I went to Alausa. Yeah. And I went to Office of the Defender, the uh, um Ministry of Justice.
0: Justice, yeah.
2: Yes, yes. Those are the two places I, I went to. So and what they really did for me there was not really counselling, you know. They just called him to so warning and like all that. Warning mm-hmm. counseling, but I didn't go to anybody, like nobody to talk to except my sister and you know, keeps encouraging me and that was all that was cool.
0: I'm really um excited that, you know, your your where you I'm really excited about where you are on your healing journey. I know that, um, you know, healing is a journey, it's not something that you just arrive at, it's something that is, I mean, you have to keep going, you have to keep going some days, some days will be harder, some days will be I know that some days will still be tough I mean, some days you remember and you know, it will just mess you up I'm aware of that but yeah, but but I, I, I like to say that I'm really sorry again that, I know it doesn't change anything, I know it doesn't change anything, but for what it's worth, this is just me saying, I see you, I hear you, I'm sorry that you had to deal with all of that because you did not deserve that. Nobody deserves that, and um, I'm happy. I'm happy that you no longer have to, you know, worry about your safety, worry about the safety of your kids. I'm happy that you're in a much better place. Um, this gives me this gives me a lot of hope because I know that a lot of people are going to listen to this episode, right? And they are going to be able to, you know, see maybe some patterns that they they have right now in whatever relationships they're in that will point to, you know, them needing to to maybe take a step back and reevaluate. Some other people also would hear this and be encouraged. Maybe they are going through the exact same thing that you're going through. So thank you for putting yourself out there like this to help. You know, women out there. Thank you for being an inspiration to me, particularly because I don't know where you find the strength to be this way. I don't know how. It's really, 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 really inspiring, and I, I, I I'm just, I'm just blown by it. I'm just blown by it. This totally, totally went way better than I thought it was going to go. I mean, yes, I'm, I'm, I can't believe that. I, I can't believe how strong you've been throughout this process throughout this conversation and how you've just, you know, spoken your throats without holding back. So thank you so much. Um, Yes. And I just finally would like to say that I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful that you're still here. I'm grateful that you're still here. I'm grateful that you're still here able to be a good mom to your two sons. I'm grateful that they have you in their lives. And um, I'm just grateful for all the progress you've made. I'm grateful for that today. So if you ever, ever, ever have a minute where you feel so down and you feel like you haven't done anything or like you haven't achieved anything in your life or just remember this day, remember how encouraging this conversation has been for me and how encouraging it to be for a lot of other women out there. And just remember that you're never alone and that you're loved. And you're appreciated. So, thank you so much, Bukala. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. So, um, I, I guess that's it. That's it, really. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Um, don't forget to keep wearing your glow, whatever shade you have it in. Don't forget to keep choosing yourself, women. Keep choosing yourself. Don't forget. Don't you ever stop choosing yourself. Every single day that you wake up, make a conscious effort to choose yourself, choose yourself, because you live in a society that constantly tells you to put yourself last. Nobody wants to regard you as a, as an human being. So you have to consistently remind yourself that you are valued, that you're loved, and that you deserve to be loved openly, loudly. You deserve to exist freely and loudly, and you you are yes and you are allowed to just be yourself unapologetically yeah. so thank you again thank you so much i'm grateful thank you everyone so um thank you thank you so much so i'll see you guys on the next episode bye Bye.